Tenpence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the arcade with Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With three regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamesparty.co.uk and get involved. The Tenpence Arcade Podcast is a proud member of the Retro Junkies Network and Throwback Network. Hello and welcome to the Correction Robot Supercast. I'm Anna Microsoft. And I'm William, the Intellivisionaries Robot. We will be discussing how bad our podcast owners are today. Oi, Anna, what are you doing? This is the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast, not your militant robot thing. We should never have let her hang out with that Intellivisionaries mechanoid. He's a bad influence. Hmm. Uh, sorry, guys. William, get back in your box. But I have no box. I am a software speech synthesizer. Yeah, I know your software. Stop talking. Anyway, that's all that cleared up. This is the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, a.k.a. Vertvic. And I'm Sean Holly, a.k.a. In Your Face, Sean Holly. A.k.a. The Beard to be Feared. Oh, that's a good name, isn't it? That's the one that John came up with the other day, wasn't it? John Studley. I'm not sure it's completely accurate, but I like it. It is good. Yes. Anyway, we will be talking about arcade stuff. Simple yeah. as that. And what we normally do is talk to each other and tell each other what we've been up to since the last podcast. I've been calming down after Nerd, which was such a brilliant event. Ultra high, then having to go to work the next day. Ultra low. Mm. But uh, I've been trying to play Kung Fu Master, because I got right into that at Nerd. Uh, tried to play it on MAME, and it doesn't work properly. There's a big bug in MAME, apparently, uh, where you can't do diagonals when you're running along very well. So when you need to do the kick... Mm. it's quite difficult to do. And you've got to sort of stop and go the other way and come back, and it's it's a real pain. So I'm trying to get hold of a proper PCB for it, because I don't think it happens on the real PCB. But we'll have to sort of check that one out, I think. But I love that game. Oh, that's a shame, that. Yeah, it is a bit of a pain. Yeah. Well, I've been back to Arcade Club for the first couple of weeks in a month, because we've been around, you know, I've been travelling around the country to Cambridge and Nurg and uh, yeah, yeah. some other bits. So I got back there, and a few things have changed. There's a, there's a few new games. Ooh, new games. Yes, as we can hear from this audio here. Okay, club is thinning out now. I'm just having a look around at the new games that's been put in here since the last couple of weeks since I've been. We've got Crisis Zone, Police Trainer, two shooters, X-Men Pinball, looks really good, Stun Runner, 3D driving game, Chase HQ 2. Quite rare that. Down here we have Super Chase, which I think is Chase HQ3, Indiana Jones, Tetris, and Flicky. Oh, Dragon Breed. Very good game. Star Force. Don't let me forget Star Force. That's back in a cab. I think that is it. And also, one of those games, Dragon Breed. Yeah. Very good. Have you played that? Now, I always get confused with, I think, Dragon Saber and Dragon Breed. And there's another one. There's an Iron one, which is a horizontal scroller where you're on the back of a dragon and you jump off. That's Dragon Breed. Ah, yeah. I'm thinking of the Atari one where it's a vertical shooter with a dragon and you get different heads on the dragon. Is that Namco one? Is that Dragon Saber? Dragon yeah, yeah, it's a Namco. Yeah. I think it's released yeah. by Atari. It's a Namco game, I think, yeah. As a lot of good Atari games are, they're Namco games. Yeah, I always yeah. get confused with those two, but Dragon Breed's the Iron one, yeah? 
Mm, very good graphics. Difficult, but a really good game. Yeah, yeah. It's one where you can you got your dragon's got a great big long tail, and you can you can pull the tail around yourself to protect yourself. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I think later on, when you, you can park your dragon and jump off, and you're sort of a run and gun for a little bit. Yeah, you just park on these little ledges and get the power ups and jump back on. Ah, yeah. right. Okay, that sounds quite good. Good little mechanic that. Yeah, it's a clever game. I have played it before, but I've not really got into it. I'll have to have a look at that. Next time I go to Arcade Club, definitely going to have a look at that. I think it's quite mm. a rare PCB to get hold of as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think they struggled to get it, but it's worth worthwhile, I think. Oh, nice one. I've been playing Time Pilot Point Scabbing. Yeah. Mr. Trone had stood next to me and would not let me shoot anything. Oh, right. Because I, I just love shooting stuff, as you know. I know. So I was just going up the screen, collecting all the parachute guys on yeah. the game. 1,000, you... 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, and up to 5,000 points every parachute guy. Yeah, she kept getting the 5,000, so I got 600,000 doing it that way. Wow. Good and, score. Yeah, and I think I've got a new record, my new record on Star Force. I can't remember what my old one is, but I got 639,000 last really? night. Really? On Star Force? Yeah. That's a darn good score, young man. Well done. And, thank you. Thank you, sir. And also, right, I was walking around last night and I realised they have, you know we've got a fantasy cab list on our website? We have. I think they've got nine out of ten of my fantasy cabs in Arcade Club. So what you need to do is buy Arcade Club and you're nearly sorted. You've only got one left to get. Yeah, have you got half a million pound? Or... Uh, I can probably loan you it for a bit. <laughs> as long as I can come and play as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's good that, isn't it? So what else have you been up to? I've been enjoying Raiden Fighters. Oh, that's a mad game. Yeah, as part of the Retro Gamer Forum Shoot 'em Up League. The Shoot 'em Up League? It is so difficult. The bullets are so fast. And it is a bullet hell, but it doesn't have the small hitbox yeah. of the bullet hell game. So you, any part of your ship gets hit. In fact, you can, your wings can get scraped. Yeah. I hate it when someone scrapes your wings. Oh, yeah, it's a pain, isn't it? Especially it in the is. car park. Yeah. But, yeah, it's an awesome little game. It's very hard, very difficult. Yeah. We have, I have a bit of a problem with really hard games. Which yeah. I shall be telling you off for later on. <laughs> this one's harder than Viewpoint. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that there was any games harder than Viewpoint. Oh, oh my lord. Yeah. yeah, I think it is. Well, we've also been guests with Darren and Mark on the Retro Domination podcast, uh, an Australian arcade stroke console podcast. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. I've listened to it as well. It's out already. Uh, we leave uh, show notes where you can get it from. It's good. You should listen to it. And their other stuff's good as well. Mm. Oh, and the other one I did with the Player Missile, the Atari podcast. I did it with a few other people as well. We did an Atari game draft where we all picked five games and talked about our favourite Atari games. Yeah, so I've listened is, to uh, that. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's on theplayermissile.com. We put uh, show notes for that as well. Oh, yeah. you got you got you called that band Hardbeak the last time. You know, we were talking about that bird, the horrible birds in uh, Jump Bug that chuck rocks on you in the sea level. Yeah. You called it Hardbeak. How well, yeah, wrong you were. That's the parrot that's a singer in a band. Yeah, in a hate proper, beak. In a proper band. Well, I like the name Hardbeak, so I'm going to set up a tribute band. <laughs> with a budgie. Yeah, with a, with a penguin or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, you got Hatebeak's name wrong, and that parrot's coming for you, pal. I apologise, Hatebeak. I am not a parrot. Right then, let's talk about some arcade news from around the world and local areas. First things first, the most important of all the news, you can actually buy your very own 10 Pence Arcade Podcast t-shirt 
from www.streetshirts.co.uk and they come in a selection of colours which include black, black, and there's a black one you can get as well. I'd go for black, wouldn't you? I think so, yeah. Mm. Right, to start off the second section of the news, we have some sad news. We do. No quarter podcast. Sounds like they're calling it a day. Yeah, no, no quarter podcast, unfortunately. This is, without doubt, my favourite podcast. Mm. I've listened to them for years now, and they're brilliant. Uh, and it's a shame they're not doing it. Uh, for whatever reason they do, good luck with them, whatever they're going to do. And hopefully they'll bring it back, or maybe do a special now and again, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, look forward to hearing from them again. It'd be a shame. Yeah, I think um, when Rob came on, Rob O'Hara, or Rob O'Hara, as you like Robo-Hara, to say. Rob O'Hara, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was still good. It was really good. I oh, thought yeah, it was, yeah. It's it, funny. And, the quality yeah. stayed, stayed exactly the same. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I hope something can be done about it. So mm. I, I really miss Snow Quarter. Should we do it? I don't think we should. We could call it No Ten Pence. Mm, I think we've got enough to be doing Ten Pence, don't you? Mm, could be. Anyway, anyway, J-Rock is doing another FPGA board, which is always good news because these boards are brilliant. And this yes. is the first one with, qu- with kicks on it. Mm. And I sort of said earlier when we were talking about it, I said flippantly, oh, he should have done kicks. He should have done Zookeeper. But I think they're the same kind of hardware, so maybe he'll add some games to it later on. I think that's the plan, yeah. He's hoping, because mm. Zookeeper's an ace game, and it's quite hard to find, I think, just like mm. the cabinets. Is he an English guy? He is, yes, but he's based in mm. America. Ah, right, yeah, because yeah, I heard him talking, I thought I thought he was American, but... Yeah. Mm. But it's always good when he, he picks up a new project, because they're top-quality things. I look forward mm. to that. Right, here's some new news. There's a new interactive motion theatre thing. Think okay. of uh, Galaxian 3, the big thing that Darth Nuno's got where you walk inside it, sit down, and it's like a theatre, but you're playing a on-rail shooter. The six-player thing with two projectors and all this sort of business. It's a massive thing, yeah? Yeah. It's from Universal Space, and it's called Galactic Force. Oh. I can put a link into the video, and it's eight, eight players. players. Oh, my yeah. Lord. That's got to yeah. be huge, surely. That's going to fit in your garage, is it? No, it's going to be quite a lot of money in there, really. I think so, yeah. It's going to be sort of a... A big old uh, proper massive arcade type thing, isn't it? It's going to be a couple of years before Alpha One gets it anyway. Well, you never know with him. <laughs> Tekken Sevens had a location test in the US, uh, despite Bandai Namco saying it was Japanese only. Mm. Uh, and also DDR 2015, apparently, if you like yeah. the dance games. Yeah, so Tekken Seven, if for all the Tekken fans, could be coming to these shores eventually. Let's hope so. Right, and here's a bit of bonkers news. This is bonkers. You know the game Rampage with the three... Monsters. Monsters. Yes, I do. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. The Rock! The Rock Hard Rock of Rockiness. He's supposed to be doing a movie of it. I was going to say, which monsters is he going to play? But he's probably going to be the roughy tufty killer of the said monsters, I suppose, is he? Probably. I don't but... think we need this film, do you? Yeah. No. The Rock's awesome, beating up stuff and saying stuff. <laughs> that, that's his acting abilities, beating up stuff and saying stuff. Saying stuff. Apparently there's a hit movie called San Andreas, which I haven't even heard of, and it's a disaster movie, and it's done really well. Okay. And he's in that, so I think the same guys are saying he can do this film. Mm. Right, and, and the little... This is from The Guardian, so it can't, it can't be um, made up. No, it's, it's proper I have website. heard of it being being made, yeah. Mm. The game Rampage tells the story of three beasts who wreak havoc in US major cities. Rawr. 
all three originally humans who were experimented on by evil scientists. I forgot that bit. Oh, I, I remember that bit. I remember the game quite well. He had one in an arcade in Weymouth where I used to live. I remember we used to play it quite a lot. Me and my son used to play the sequel, World. well, that one and the sequel. Was it called World Tour or something? Yeah, there was a lot more monsters in that, wasn't there? You could choose different characters. I think there were four, but they had very funny little animations. They used to kick each other in the Charlies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny, that. Yeah, so that's just insane, but it looks like it might actually be happening. Well, it might be a bit of fun, I suppose. Mm. Uh, there's a new arcade opening in Ohio. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get there, or maybe I will in Ohio, called the Full Blast Arcade. And they've opened with a star-studded party with lots of uh, arcade chalebs being there. Yeah, have you seen their, really good. their website? They've got, like, Walter Day playing some racing game and quite a lot a lot of other people. The, the Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Joel West, Berserk world record holder. Richie yep. Knuckles, David mm-hmm. Cruz, Tron world record holder. And it's actually called John Salter's full blast arcade okay and he is the guy and he the guy that played that armor attack for 80 odd hours is that the guy well he's obviously determined yeah yeah so wow wow yeah it's always good to hear of a new arcade especially with all these celebs going there as well and having a a proper retro arcade rather than this new tickety rubbish Mm. and right this is a good one yeah the pac-man kill screen can be beaten Question mark. So I read this four times, this headline, so then I started actually reading it. Yeah. And apparently it's only on the new editions that was released, like, as part of Pac-Man Party and Class of 81. Yeah, in the, in the more modern cabs, yeah. Yeah, so it says the 21st century editions, they're calling it. Uh-huh. There's a little link to a video here where there's a hidden pellet in the kill screen on the right side. Yeah, and, and that enables you, co- you to finish that screen and it starts over? Yeah. Oh, Wow. But it's not going to happen on the original hardware, I'm afraid. It'd be interesting if uh, one of the world champions, because quite a few people who can kill screen Pac-Man, uh, do, doing the, the, the pattern way, uh, like mm. Billy Mitchell and some other people, and our very own John Studley tries to do it um, freehand, where he doesn't use patterns until you get to a certain part mm. in the game where you've got to use patterns. But yeah. the guys who do patterns can do it every time when they play it. I mean, it's, it still takes a lot of hours to do. It'll be interesting to see them do it and then keep going and see how far they can go. So surely it depends on their concentration level, but they could just keep going and going and going. Mm. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's interesting, that. It is, yeah. And, you know, we spoke about that Battlezone virtual reality game last time. Yes, the new thing that's coming out. Well, the same company is doing another one, but it's just it's not virtual reality. It's just 2D. Yeah. Well, kind of 2D, and it's for PC and all them kind of things. Yeah, this is an update on the one I was speaking about that I had on on an early 3D sort of platform. Yeah, Battlezone a 1998 remake. Yeah. I yeah. looked at it, and it looks quite good as as a sort of modern-ish game. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Blowing stuff mm. up. Mm. That's a game I find really difficult, you know, Battlezone. It is a hard game, yeah. There is mm. there is ways of doing it. I remember being, when I was a kid, I could get about fifty or 60,000 on it. I can get nowhere near that nowadays. I must have been doing something different as a kid, or maybe it was set on an easier level or something. I don't know. And get six. I'm about 60. Six? Well yeah, terrible. Six points, dead. Our friend Adam Pratt, who you uh, interviewed of Arcade Heroes fame, he's getting a Star Wars battle pod at Game Grid. And it's an mm. unboxing video and thoughts on the crap attract mode, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's really interesting. They've, they, I actually watched the video earlier. And it's an unboxing, which doesn't sound that interesting, but they've speeded it up, so it's not so so tedious. 
And yeah. you see them putting all the parts together, and it comes on a flat back truck, and it's quite a big old thing. And it's quite interesting seeing them put it all together, and all the wires go together and everything. They you know linked it all up and that, and they started playing it. It does look quite good. Yeah, you see him take it off the truck, and you think, God, that's huge, and then it's only half of it. Yeah, there's another bit turns up. Yeah, the there's half. another half of it, yeah. yeah. But what he says about the attract screen is the music comes every 10 to 15 seconds, you know, the Star Wars music. Yeah. So that's going to drive you insane, isn't it, as an arcade? It'll drive the arcade operators insane. I hope you can turn that off, maybe. Yeah, and there's no way to see the high score table. It's very difficult to get to it, which oh, discourages right. competition, doesn't it? Yeah, but these modern games, they're probably networked on like a wireless network, so they can probably update that, I expect. If people mm-hmm. moan about it, they'll probably update that, I expect. Yeah. Oh, one last thing. We have some exciting news about a previously unreleased Williams multiplayer game called Predators. And mm-hmm. there's not a lot on the internet about this, and hopefully for the next show, we'll have some exciting news about that. That's all I'm going to say for now. But it mm-hmm. is quite interesting. Put it that way. I've read bits about this. It's, it's be not good. based on the. It's not based on the Arnie film, I suppose. Is it a bit too early for that? Is it? Or? No, it's too early for that. But yeah. it does look quite fun. It was one of the. I think it was the first multiplayer linked up game. Ah. So we'll talk about the next time. And in the meantime, yes, we'll do some pickups. Right. I've got my notes. Space Jewel may have arrived by now. I'll tell the story of this. Well, it hasn't arrived by now, because it's coming from America. Mm. The story here is... Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I saw uh, a cheap Space Jewel PCB, which is a vector game. It's very similar to Asteroids, but it's a bit more modern. And it was a colour vector game. And you may have played it on MAME. It's a very good game. Uh, it's a two-player and a one-player game. In a two-player game, you've got two ships linked together. And you fly around together, and it's sort of a co-op game. And mm-hmm. it's got different kinds of asteroids and different sorts of spaceships. It's very similar to asteroids. You've got left, right, thrust, fire, and a shield. Very similar to Asteroids Deluxe. And I found out you can play color vector games on a black and white monitor. There's an actual there's an extra pin on the uh, on the PCB to give you a Z output, which is just for black and white. So you don't have to do the the X, Y, and Z and the different colors and all this sort of business. So right. I thought, great, I'll see if I can bet one of those. I'll pop it in my Asteroids Cabaret cabinet. I'll just do an, an extra loom for it. So I think it needs some extra voltages as well, which I've actually got the right audio regulator board in there to do these voltages. So I've got everything I need to do. I've just got to build a little sort of um, adapter harness. And I found one on US eBay, and it was a company called Choo Choo Pinball. Uh, and I think they're the Chattanooga Pinball Company. They do a right. lot of sales in America, a lot of sales. They sell loads of things, hundreds of items on there. And it was only like $100 and not a lot of money delivery. So I just jumped on it. it said, But the thing was, it said, it, player one works absolutely fine, but player two will not work for some reason. And I thought to myself, well, I've only got one player panel on my on my control panel on my Asteroids cab race. That'll do me down to the ground. It'll be fine. I'll never play two player on it. That's absolutely yeah. fine. I'll have some yeah. of that. Click, buy it now. And two days later, I got a message from them saying, oh, we've refunded all your money. Uh, it came back from the from the postage today with the box been crushed. I sort of went, oh, for God's sake, what's happened to that? And I thought, all oh, right, okay. And I sort of said to him, oh, well, if you can find me another one, I'll definitely have another one at that price. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll have a look. And I put it on the UK back. I thought to myself, hold on a minute, this sounds a bit fishy with my sort mm. of curious mind. So I went on the UK VAC forum, which we're, we're a member of, and I said, uh, has anyone had any problems with Choo Choo Pinball? 
And and someone said, oh yeah, I had a problem with them, and they they didn't send this. I got it cheap, and they relisted it. I went, oh okay, maybe they're trying to pull a fast one on me. And someone sort of put on there, oh why don't you ask them for one of the other four space dual PCBs they've got for sale? I went, hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. Had a look on there and found out they were actually selling four separate games, the same one. Oh. So I sort of got onto them a bit a bit snarky and said, well why don't you give me one of the other ones then if you've got it? And they sort of said, oh yeah, well we'll look up for one for you and. I sort of argued a little bit with them, and they were okay about it. And they basically said, "Oh, you can have another one. Just just put a bid on it, and we'll accept it." You know, sort of a a, um, a, a lower bid than it's actually it's for sale for a higher price. And I did, and they didn't reply, respond. And I said, uh, "I did this two days ago. It's expired now. What's going on?" They said, "Oh, just do it again. We'll do it right now." So I did, and I said, "What for the same price? Hundred dollars?" They went, "Yep." Yeah. I went, "Really?" And it was like, "Yep. Yeah, we want to make sure you have five star." Treatment. We want to make sure you're happy with it and everything. And as a you know, goodwill, we'll do it for you. I went okay. Mm-hmm. So I clicked on it, and sure enough, they said, "Yep, we got it." And they sent me quite a polite message saying, um, "Do you have any kids?" And I sort of went, "Yeah," but they're grown up now. They're both over twenty-one. And they said, "Oh, we'll send you something with the board you like." So I was like, okay, thank you. And I'm <laughs> waiting for the board now. It's going to take a couple of weeks to come from America. Obviously, I'm not worried about it. You know, coming very quickly. It will come eventually. And I'll report back on it if it does arrive and everything's okay with it. But I'm I'm looking forward to that if it comes. Well, perhaps I'll send you another kid. I don't want another kid. <laughs> Could do, couldn't they? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, what, a strange, what a strange question. Yeah, well, I think they're just planning to put something nice in the box with the PCB, mm-hmm. which is very good, decent of them. And if it does, I shall give them a glowing review. Mm. Uh, since the last time we spoke, I've had a birthday. Happy birthday to you. Oh, please stop. Yeah, sorry. I am now the age of the meaning of life. 42? Yes. I have my towel and my babel fish, and I'm okay. Mm. I'm not panicking. They're great books, them, aren't they? Anyway, the birthday pickups. I had a few little pickups. The main one was Vector Pilot on the Vectrex, mm. which is our version of Time Pilot. Yeah, Quite a marvellous Touchtronics, a little, little sort of uh, one-man company. Uh, I'm looking at it now, actually. I'm looking up on my shelf. I've got my Vectrex with the, the overlay on there. And I've been playing the heck out of it. I got 98,000 on it earlier. I'm getting better at it already. Ooh. Do you um, know what I've got? You've got about 400 on it, haven't you? 429 when I borrowed it. Yeah. Wow. That's a good score. I've not played it that much. I've not had time to play it, but I'm getting right into it. It's, it's a very different kind of play, isn't it, from proper Time Pilot? Yeah, if you lose it. You're screened. Uh, not, I got to the last level, the extra level. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't quite do it. They're a bit tricky, those guys. But because you're only working on like an eight-inch vertical screen, and the planes are quite big, so you can see them, it's quite a smaller play area, isn't it? And um, I tend to I tend to yeah, crash into planes yeah. a lot quicker, a lot easier. But I worked a little way of playing it earlier, and I got a lot better straight away. So I'm I'm really into it. And and you can use the buttons for left and right rotate and fire, or you can use a joystick. And the joystick on mine is a bit sort of worn out. You probably need some new springs. And the joysticks and those things have always been rubbish. They're never any good. And my buttons are a bit hard to press as well because I think they're a bit dirty inside. Because the yeah. controllers on Vectrex were never really any good. And a lot of people modify um, a Mega Drive controller. Yeah. So I might have to do that before long because I'm getting right into that game. I really like it. There's loads of extra little effects for it. And what it was is my wife sent off for it. Uh, and my mother-in-law paid for it for her. So it was from a mother-in-law. And mm. she, she sort of said, oh, it's for, for my, my husband. It's his birthday. He's really after it. 
and he sent a really really nice message saying oh you know i've included uh, an extra overlay for you as a little extra gift which is really really good of him as well and he sent a really nice yeah. message and absolutely top-notch service from this guy and i'm, I'm definitely going to buy his next game the next game to come out is is it called vector patrol Moon Which Patrol version. Moon Patrol yeah. version. Yeah. And it looks really good. And that's got its own overlays and everything as well. I'm definitely buying that. Definitely. And uh, I also played a load of other Vectrex games as well. Because I had my birthday off on the Tuesday. And I played a load of other Vectrex games. I got right into it again. really like the Vectrex. Good little mm. machine. Cool little system. It is. I also got some 10 pence arcade podcast stickers from the wife. She had some <laughs> stickers made up for me. Little tiny sort of 20 mil square stickers. Yeah. I'm not fun sticking those to places where I probably shouldn't. No, yeah. I also got some um, some little business cards, little square business cards. I'll sort of carry around and leave places for people to see and pick up. I saw them at NERG, yeah. Yes, I did put a few of those out. Yeah. <laughs> well, on to the more manly stuff, I got a Bosch cordless drill. Bosch. Bosch. Bish, bash, Bosch. Well, all I need now is a new project to try them out on, because I did need a new drill, and I, I use it quite a lot, but I haven't found anything at the moment to practice on but i do need it for the for the arcade garage to make some bits and bobs to hold machines up with so yeah i'll be using that i also got um a book from the wife the untold story of japanese game developers it's not strictly arcade but there is some arcade bits in it but all these these fantastic game developers who we know some of the names of who've, who've done a lot of the games we've reviewed yeah. And it's some other ones as well, sort of unknown guys. So hopefully it'll be it'll be interesting for the podcast as well, I think. But it's you know how many excellent games came out of Japan? And this is all the books about the people who never really, you know, the unsung heroes of, of Japanese arcade games and console games. There's a documentary of the same name. Ah, maybe it's the book of the, the film, I don't know. And it's a two-part thing. It's about a four-hour documentary. Ooh. Yeah, I've seen That's the, the first... kind of nerdy thing I really like. Come on, I've seen the that. first part. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, have a look at that. Mm. I also got an electronic tester thingy. I think that's the official name for it. It's it, it can test all sorts of electronic components. It's quite handy for fixing stuff. And it's got these three three wires on it. You just plug it into like a transistor, any 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 wire on any leg of the transistor. Hit the test button, and it will tell you whether it's duff or not. So it's mm. quite handy. It's, there's a certain one I can think of. I'm not brilliant at testing stuff and fixing stuff, but on a monitor, if you lose a colour, say the monitor looks wrong, and you think, oh, there's no blue on that monitor, it's usually a transistor on the neckboard, because there's three, one for red, one for green, one for blue. So you can pull the transistor out you think is the one it is, test it, and say, well, that's definitely duff. I can just get another one. But the normal quick test is to swap the red and the blue one over. So if you then lose red and not blue, you know it's that one you've just taken out and swapped, you can just change it over. But yeah. this thing will actually test it and also test capacitors, which is quite handy for monitor repair as well. So I look forward to testing that and using it. Mm-mm. Have you had any pickups? Did you get a pickup from Baldy Fool? Oh, I haven't, this one came late. <laughs> yes. So yes, I had uh, an excellent pickup from yourself. Thank you very much. And it's an awesome Death Race t-shirt with the yeah. eerie skeletons in motor cars on the front of it. Skeletons. And you've got Tony Doyle, our mate who, who designs and sort of does these for us. And he's done it in purple rather than white on black. Yeah. And it looks awesome. <laughs> and we can't let anyone else get these. Because these these ones should be unique to me because it is a brilliant T-shirt. <laughs> I sort of got it at work and th- I came back from work because I had to take my car for repair. And I come out of work and it was sort of my toolbox. They'd obviously delivered it. I went, what's that? And I looked at it and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really pleased to get that. Thank you very much, mate. That's brilliant. A bit no, late, but I don't care. No. Um, pickups. Yes. I tell you have you got yourself got. a cab yet? 
No. You're not trying hard enough, are you? Not very hard, no. So, have you decided what you want yet? Because it was a candy, and now you're sort of tinkering with the idea of a, of a, a wooden cab? Yeah, because it takes up less space, doesn't it? Yeah. Candy cabs are usually quite deep. They're quite they're mm. lower, usually, because you sit down to them, but they're quite yeah. deep. I'm still not sure. I'm still thinking about it. Hmm. Maybe a little Lordsville, because they're quite sort of cabaret-sized, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're quite we played, nice. that, There was a nice one at Arcade Club the first time I went there that we were playing Star Force on. Remember that one? Yes, yeah. And that was a, and you can rotate the monitor in that quite easily. So yeah, that'd be maybe one to go for. Mm. Hmm. The only other thing I've got is custard creams. Custard That's creams. Pick up, yeah. You know, that, pe- people have a go at them, but they are very nice, and I've just got right into them lately. Well. That, I'm afraid to say, is a commoner's biscuit or cookie if you're in America. See, that's what people think, but it is. No, no, it's a lower class. That's a lower class one. What you need is dark chocolate hobnobs. See, they're all right. They're not all right. They are top. Do you know, I I was really into my custard creams. I was going through a packet the other day, and I was reading on the back, you know the bit in the middle? Yeah. It's not even custard. would be a bit squishy if it was custard. Yeah, it's not custard, mate. It is. Nasty yellow stuff. <laughs> it's vanilla flavour. Oh, why are they called Van- vanilla creams then? I don't know. Enough of this. Yeah. Let's do some feedback. Andrew Hannay of the Pong Watch fame on Instructables. P.S. I've decided one of you sounds more like John Richardson than Steve Merchant. Hello! John Richardson, who's that? He's a stand-up comedian. He's very good. Ah, uh, right. Aaron Hughes, hi lads, loving the podcast, a little hidden gem. Oh yeah. Elf on the Atari ST. Uh, Amiga and, too. And on the Amiga. It's a nice little platformer as far as I recall, not played it in years, but the atmosphere really hooked me as a wee little one. As always, keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. He's one of the guys from the Batcave who, oh, okay. who do, do their mad caravan shoot em up YouTube videos if you ever watch Oh em. right, I see, yeah. They are funny. Bobby Hazelnut, Robert Hazelby. Best thing on the internet? He's not looking hard enough on the internet, is he? There's lots more mm. better things than us on the internet, I think you'll find. Yeah, there's cats stuck in ceiling fans. They're brilliant. They are quite fun. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Idod, talking of rotary controls. We were actually earlier on, weren't we? I was building your rotary controller earlier. I was doing bits of that earlier, mm. actually. It looks some kind of sorcery, but it'd be brilliant when it's done. Hopefully. He said... Right, I'd like to nominate Kobayashi Maru on the Atari Jaguar. That's Jaguar, not Jaguar. Jaguar. For a game that should have been in the arcade, right? Okay. I've had a look at it, and it looks just like Time Pilot. He's put, it's got the feel of Time Pilot Asteroids and maybe a little bit of Space Fury. Okay. It supports Joypad, rotary controls, and plays like a dream. So much so that Bank 1 of my skunk card is now dedicated to it, and I only ever write games to Bank 2. Oh, is that some sort of Everdrive for the Jaguar, I presume? I would imagine so, yeah. Oh, cool. I'd never but, heard of that game before. No, I haven't. And if you, if you type it in, yeah. Ko, Kobayashi Maru was some kind of Star Trek episode, some kind of version. Kobayashi Maru, it's called, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I right, know about right. that. Yeah, but the game's named after it, and it's very light time pilot. Oh, right. The, bad, the baddies, it's more cartoon-like, and the baddies at the end of the level are huge, are like, like a core of the screen big. Wow. That'd be good on a rotary controller, I think. Yeah, that sounds quite interesting. Because um, when I went to, uh, I think it was the last time I went to um, arcade club in the little console room they've got there. Mm. Uh, I think your mate was playing on the, on the Jaguar there, and they'd actually adapted a controller with a spinner underneath it 
for playing yeah. Tempest 2000. Underneath the Jaguar, yeah. Oh, it's clever, really cool, isn't it? It's a really cool mm. mod to a Jaguar controller. How cool yeah. is that? Oh, I'll have to look into that. Tony, uh, from the Tempe website, on the Tempe website, uh, a quote from Cubert. <laughs> that's translated using the Cubert Translator app only on Apple OS. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. And I've put a little note on there. We're not into uh, phone manufacturer wars here. That's why I've changed it a little bit. It's just a phone, Tony. It's just a phone. Yeah, yeah. Sarge, Silver Fox 0786. Mm-hmm. Great podcast. Uh, loads of great stuff. By the way, guys, I don't sound like a plonker in real life. I have always sounded stupid on record. <laughs> so the thing is, yeah, he did a little bit with us, didn't he? At this he did. Well, I was busy fixing. Com- yeah. He, he was busy walking around chatting. Talking, talking rubbish, yeah. But... It, People, you get used to your own voice, don't you, on the, on the podcast? Yeah, especially when you've got to edit it for five hours and listen to it for two hours the next day at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah good that, innit? Mm. <laughs> but I just, yeah, you just you get used to your voice and you don't sound like you think you sound. Mm, absolutely. Mm. It's, it's put, my son loved his mention and said, thanks for the great day. And I said, are you feeding him smarties due to his energy levels? And he's yeah. put, yeah, it's the bright red ones. With the beetle shell food colour. Oh, and he's on about Crazy Otto. He says it wasn't a port for the a port for the Atari seven eight hundred and not the twenty six hundred. Oh, okay. There's also a port of it on HB Mame called Crazy Otto, but it's just a simulation. Uh, yeah. That must be where I saw it before. When I was talking to Mike, yeah. he said, No, it's not on Mame and it's a simulation. Someone else has hacked maybe Pac Man to make it look like Crazy Otto, but it's not the original ROMs. Mm. Okay. And you're on about that mouse nest that you found in the centipede cab. Ooh, so that, that I, nasty. I hoovered the mouse nest out of the cab. It's nice to know I'm not as expendable as Roger. Clo- you know, you're going about cloning Roger. Yeah, yeah. We had him holding that uh, very dangerous wire at one point. Funny you mentioned Camel Tray. Even before you mentioned it to me, I knew about that game, sort of. It caught my eye a few weeks prior while I was scouring Maine with a scourer. With a scourer. With the scour, the thing that made me take a second glance was the M in the title, as it's a camel's hump. Oh, I've not seen that. Yeah, it was a game I wanted to know more about, so it's defo one I'm going to try out. I'm glad you didn't add my jump bugs or bumping jug score. Oh, Mister, missed that one. Sorry, Sarge. It was really bad compared to even the lowest score. Yep, you've got to get your scores into us before the Sunday when we record. So if you want to get yeah, your score sun- in, Sunday morning's the deadline. Kind yeah, of thing. I think so. Chucky Egg and Alpha One, Alex and uh, Ol. Great podcast, guys. Alpha also says Stern Astro Invader is also Taito Kamikaze. I'm unsure which was first, or they're direct copy, or if there's subtle differences. I think they're the same game. Mm. So maybe one came out in Japan, one in North America, and whatever. Yeah, Neil1637, who we met at NERG. Yep. He's done a nice long write-up of his experiences at NERG, and it's on the forum. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I've put it. it on the yeah, it was on there, but I've also included it on our webpage as well, and a link nice. on there because it's quite long, but it's a very interesting read, very well written as well. And he's put P.S. I want a ping. What do I do to get a ping? Please give me a ping. Well, doing that right up. Yeah, there you go. A ping. He's got an arcade. It was excellent. Ping, pink, ping, ping, ping. Darth Nuno, Bruno from the uh, Dragons Lair fans forum. Just finished that one, number 37. Yeah, I know I'm late, so he's a little bit behind. Love that one, especially the fact that he plans to come to EuroK, which is not in Belgium, but in the Netherlands. Okay. So here's my 1942 story. 
Early in the 90s, I was eligible for military service, which was mandatory back then in, in Belgium. So I had to pass a test during a couple of days in a military centre in Brussels. These tests happened during the morning or afternoon only. But because most of the kids were li weren't living close, we had to spend the night at the military complex. And the only evening distraction back there was a huge room with a kind of bar, a baby foot, wherever that is, a pool, and only one video game. 1942. Yay! So there was something like 50 plus guys in this big room, and I remember the huge queue behind the game. I had the opportunity to play only one game that evening, and at that time, 1942 had already been out for a few years, so I didn't really insist on playing it too much. And it can't beat the Xevious God. But it was so funny to see such enthusiasm. Oh, you mentioned also a 1942 with the Gallagher sprites. Curious to see that. Where is the link? Keep up the good work, guys. Well, Bruno, if you look on HB main go and download that and the ROMs for that. It's a version on there. You can play it on there. Mm. I got some nice feedback by Ian Ski. Mm -hmm. another, cracking, another cracking podcast, fellas. Really enjoyed this as usual. Thanks for the mention. It was really nice to meet you, Mr. Holly. And Vic, as, as always, it's a pleasure seeing you again. Thanks very much for supporting Arcade. There's so few events down south, so it is much appreciated that you made the effort to come along. The mouse nesting centipede brought much hilarity. That's the most famous mouse nest ever now, isn't it? It is, yeah. I'll have to get myself up north again soon. I reckon Nerg for next year. Absolutely. Nerg was brilliant. Really enjoyed that. I'm liking the new segments in the podcast. These help keep it fresh yet familiar, which is a good thing, I reckon. The mention of a new game by Rav sounds intriguing. Can't remember the name of it now. It's put, but Predators. Predators. Nothing to do with Arnie. But the coming up next podcast bit definitely makes me look forward to it. Mm. Shamefully, I didn't try Jump Bug. I've played it in Maine before, though, and it is pretty obscure. But it certainly looks like an addictive game. It kind of reminds me of one of those weird universal games. I suppose Rock Rockola do quite odd stuff. Nibbler is a good game, too. Mm -hmm. Rockola didn't do that much, did they? They did three or four games. Yeah, not they? many, but they were a bit bonkers, their games, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's what you get for manufacturing all them jukeboxes. Absolutely. Go a bit bonkers. I remember Viewpoint from ages ago, but I can't recall if I ever played it on a home system or not. The trouble is with a lot of arcade games is that I read about them in magazines and then they get lodged in my memory, and I'm not sure if it was something I played or read about. Or maybe dreamt about. Yeah. I'm a fan of isometric games, Zaxxon, Congo Bongo. There's a good one. Can you remember no, it that? Isn't. It's a horrible game. It looks a bit like a 3D Donkey Kong first level, doesn't it's it? It's really nasty. It's hard, isn't it? Oh, it's a horrible game. It looks... I, I remember seeing it and thinking, God, the graphics are good on that, and then put, put him in money in and struggling. If you make me play that game, I will pull your beard off, nail it to a frisbee and fling <laughs> it over a rainbow. My chin glove. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing that. It's a horrible game. Remove his chin glove. Immediately. He's definitely played it sometimes before he thinks. I get confused between this game and Vindicators. Ah, oh, yeah, mm. similar name, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an Atari game, so quite interested that it's Neo Geo. I'll have to get one of those for my multi-game carts for my six-slot cabinet. As far as forgotten classics go, I'll post them up. Yeah, we've got loads of them to read, haven't we? We have. Well, I think we're going to break it down a bit, that. I think so, yeah. I've got quite a few last us a while. Mm. Carl Try is awesome. I played it years ago in MAME, and I've come back to it now and then when I fancy something a little different. Mm -hmm. Indeed, it is just like the bonus level in Sonic. There's some really nice graphics on that game, but yeah, a spinner would be the way to go. And by the way, I'm missing the awesome cartoon depictions of you guys in the picture. Not anymore, you're not. Nope, there's a good one this week. I've done some. I've mm -hmm. actually put some effort into it. I hope you carry on with it with that, and it always gives me a laugh. Oh, yes. 
Anyway, thanks again, chaps. Look forward to seeing you both again sometime. In the meantime, keep up the great work. Right. This week's picture you've done for us, which is yes. marvellous. I always love <laughs> having those early. Yeah. What it was, when you sent me my new T-shirt with Death Race on it, uh, yeah. you said to me, oh, can you send us a picture make sure it came out okay? So as soon as I got home, I whipped it on and got the wife's eye makeup out. <laughs> And did myself up as Alice Cooper and did, did a sort of a, a rock god pose for you. And I sent it to you and you've used that sort of for the, the cartoon picture, haven't you? Yeah. I had to. It just had to be done. No oh, more Mr. Nice Guy. You're going to have to put that, the actual photo in the link somewhere. We might do. Remember, yeah. school's out forever. Not just for summer. No. No. Anyway, the last bit of feedback. Uh, Jap Jack via the website. would love to hear an episode on the scrolling overhead isometric racer genre from the arcade. Titles like Monaco, Zippy Race, Road Fire, F1 Dream, Rally Bike, Checkered Flag, Dirt Fox, Thrash Rally, World Rally 1 and 2, Drift Out 94, Neo Drift Out, and Backfire and others. There's some good little titles in there. I'm not a fan of a racing game. Yeah, these ones are... Yeah, they're, they're uh, sort of more arcade yeah. fun rather than a driving simulator, if you know what I mean. I, I very nearly picked Thrash Rally, you know, because I wanted to... Pick I like that game. game. Yep. A, Neo, a Neo Geo game and a Pick but Viewpoint instead. Those little sort of isometric um, racing games are quite fun, aren't they? Yeah. Easy to play. And you don't need a steering wheel either. You can just play them with a joystick. Mm, Thrash Rally's more overhead. But yeah, mm. Neo Drift Out's really good. Yeah, I think there's one called Overtop as well, isn't there? Yes. On the Neo yeah. Geo, that's quite a good game. Yeah, it's a little, little skiddy devil, that one. Excellent. And we've got a couple of shout-outs. Yay! Shouting out... Tronads, this is my shout-out. Yep. He's finished that game of which we do not speak, the one with planes in and bullets. And Yeah, I think everyone knows by now it's 1942. He has finished it. This man has completed it on one credit. One, no, not one, 11.7 million points. Yeah, because you get 10 million at the end. Yeah, what what an achievement. So basically that's 1.7 million points, finish, and then the bonus. Yeah. So what is your score at the moment? You're a bit, little bit behind that? Yeah, 1.5. Still good, though, mate. You just need to complete it. Yeah. You need to get that little cab back in your house and, and do it. Soon pinch it off uh, James again. James it is, a, it is at Arcade Club, and I think, do I want to play that for an hour? I don't want to rush around playing stuff I haven't played before, and I do. What you need to do is rush around playing stuff and then steal it at the end. I'm nicking yeah. that. I'm a little bit woo, a little bit way, a little bit... <laughs> I'm dodgy. I'm a geezer. I will nick anything. Yeah, it's right near the doorway. Yeah, easy Talking. life. Mm. Talking about completing games, uh, when we was at um, Nerg, Darren Hatton, design, he completed, uh, he one-credited uh, Nemesis or Gradius. There is subtle differences in the games. But if you want to see him do the Gradius on one credit, I don't think he lose a life. We've got a little YouTube mm. link here for you. We'll put it in the show notes. One credit, no miss. Well wow. done, Darren. Ping! Uh, also, Darren and Mark from Retro Domination, a shout out for them for having guests us as guests on their show. Thank you very much. And they have some very, they interview some really important people, you know. Yeah, they've had some we, good arcade uh, classics on there, haven't they? Mm, mm, we should try, we should try and get some good people on. Yeah, the thing is, because we're a UK podcast, I do try and get the UK people on, but I don't really mm-hmm. know of any UK developers from the arcades. I think we had, was it Century was a UK games maker? I think there's a lot of bootlegs and stuff, so I don't know if we had many that came that come from the UK. Mostly America Ooh. and Japan, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll have to look into that. Maybe I'll ask uh, Arl and Rav. They seem to know quite a lot of uh, 
old school news from from the arcade stuff. Maybe they know some UK developers. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The last one is for Sarge uh, again because he's repaired something again for me. I gave him a bunch of boards a little while ago and just said, "Look, just see what you can do with those. I'll be very grateful. I'll pay you whatever you need for it." And he sent me a little video of my scramble with now with added sound because it didn't have any sound before. So he's fixed, finished my fixed my original scramble and he's got sound into it. So Sarge times three. He said he wanted three pings. <laughs> Nobody gets three pings. So he's getting a times three. But I thank you very much anyways. He's, he's had, had more than three in the past. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, time for a new section now. Forgotten gems. What we started last week, last mm-hmm. time. Sorry, this is obscure games that people have heard of but maybe they need a bit more recognition a bit more love yep get them all maim again have a look or maybe drag that pcb yeah. out have a go of it they don't have to be mega obscure you know but you know stuff that's not run of the mill like donkey yeah. kong and outrun and all that lot you know yeah and this is arcade games please we've had a few console ones we're not too into the consoles it's got to be mm. pure it's got to be arcade yes right what's your one vic my, my one first what we'll do we'll do one from you and i and then we'll do maybe three from the listeners, because mm-hmm. we've got quite we've got, a lot. I've got loads, yeah. We can milk this. <laughs> anyway, my one is Turtles by Konami. And as regular listeners will know, I don't mean them rubbish mutant ninja terrapins, whatever they're called. <laughs> this is Turtles by Konami, the first Turtles, also known as 600 or Turpin. And it's, it's, a, it's by the same company, Konami, as it did the ninja one. But this is an old-school maze game with, like, Mama Turtle. You're the little Mama Turtle. And you've got to go in the little houses and pick up the turtles on your back. And sometimes yeah. they turn into these beetles. These beetles chasing you around. You can drop little mines on them. It's a mad little game, but it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool little game. And nobody seems to... Whenever you say turtles, they always think of the Ninja Turtles. Mm. And this isn't a sort of go right and have a fight game. This is a lovely little cutesy maze game. It's cool. Mm. I had a go of it earlier on. It seems okay. It's, it's old. So yeah. It's quite simple, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I've got two. Oh, go on then. Yeah, just a quick two. Pandora's Palace, also by Konami, 1984. Never heard it's of a, it. It's a platformer mm-hmm. set in, I think it's ancient Greece, something okay. like that. And you've got the gods firing lightning at you on the attract screen and As stuff they like do. that. And you actually start at the top of the screen and you have to work your way down, which is unusual for a platformer. Oh, right. Ran the wrong way. Yeah, and there's like there's Skullington skulls and... Oh. You just have to get down to the bottom of the screen and get it and touch this chest, and then when you've got three chests, touch your chest, it, Ooh, yes. <laughs> Ooh. and it all explodes. And, and oh, that's not happen. good. You don't want no. chests exploding. Don't, anyway. don't want exploding chests. No, you good do not. God, no. Good God, man. Gosh. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a cool little game. Nice graphics, good sound, and it's quite addictive. And I'm trying to loop it at the minute, but I'm I not will doing... look into this game. Yes, another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tube Panic by Nichibutsu, 1984 3D shoot 'em up. Never heard of that either. And that is, it's a decent game, but I, I, it come to my attention through the 3D effect. Okay. A real clever sort of swirling tunnels you go through, and it's mm. like it's a year before Space Area, but it's really well done. Well, that's that's doing the job of this segment straight away because I'm quite interested in both of those now, and I have to look at those. Mm. I've never heard of them before. Yeah, if you have a look, you see they're far better than your one suggestion of turtles. I don't think so. Turtles <laughs> is a cute game. It's really nice, and I like—I really like turtles. I like mm. seeing turtles in the wild in rivers. It's, they're great when you go to. But you don't like country. mutant ones that like eat pizza. No, 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 no. I don't want mutant ones with staffs and silly scarfs over their eyes. Rubbish. Mm. 
Anyway, one of the listeners, Phil V85, uh, Mamoru Kun Curse by G Rev 2008. I believe this is a Naomi game. Mm. Uh, a vertical bullet hell cute em up. Slight isometric view and it's polygon based. So it's obviously yeah. getting into the later, later 2000s. Mm. I'll have to look into that. That was, yeah, I looked at it on YouTube. I don't think bizarre. it's on MAME, so I'll have to um, let it up on my, on my net boot, on my Naomi app, look at it maybe. I don't think it is, no. Mm. Right, Jace38, we've got loads from him, so there's loads we can, uh, we're going to pick out in the next few weeks and talk about. But this one first that, one is? One that struck me, not like a hammer on the head, like a, ooh, you know, ooh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to get struck by a hammer on the head, do you, Vic? No. no. Which is exactly what you'll be getting if you view, if you pick viewpoint ever again. Uh, no, yeah, Planet Harriers by Sega, two thousand and one, which is a belated Space Harrier sequel. Mm-hmm. It's three D polygon job. Yeah, it looks good fun actually. You get like tar- a little triangle lock on targets and stuff to to kill the bad guys. Have you ever played it? Do you know what? I've seen it somewhere, and I have played it, and I think, I don't know if Big Phil at Nerg will testify to this, I think it was at the first Nerg. I've I've, played it. It's a good game. I've played it somewhere, and I can't think where it is. Yeah, I played it at uh, one of the northern arcades, and it is quite a good little game. Mm. It it hasn't got the moving cab. It's not got a deluxe moving cab. You you do sit on it, but it doesn't move as far as I remember. But it's quite a nice game. I remember having a really good sort of feel to it and mm, very fluid. Yeah. And the three you're sort of instead of sort of standing up and floating around with a jetpack like um Space Harrier, you're sort of being pulled along. You're sort of like stretched out and you're shooting stuff. Mm. It's a good little game. I think you can play as different characters on it as well, rather than just the, the lad. I think you can play a girl and maybe a robot or something as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good game really good. though. Good game. Good game. Good game. <laughs> uh the last one for this section, Backflipper. He's chosen Section Z, or Section Z. Section Z. Capcom 1985. It's an HSEU two-way shooting. What does uh, that mean? HSEU? What's that mean? Horizontal shoot em up Oh, okay. It's my abbreviations, that. They're rubbish. But on this game, <laughs> you can turn around. So if you're, you're facing to the right, you can actually turn around and face to the left. Is that right? Yeah, like sidearms, yeah. Oh, okay. You got right into that nerve, didn't you, sidearms? Yeah, I like I like the the games the horizontal shoots where you can shoot both ways. Like Death Smiles does exactly the same. You can shoot to the right or to the left, so you get mm. enemies coming from behind you and in front, and you've got to turn around to shoot them. Excellent. It'd be nice to do a little feature on them kind of games. Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a few about. Yeah, Forgotten Worlds is that a lefty righty or am I, I getting that wrong? There's that one with the spinner as well. There's one with the uh, spinner where you you move your your cannon up and down uh, as well. Mm. Anyway, good little section. And we'll get on to our musical interlude. And this is Furries in a Blender. I am Sinistar. Beware, I live. I hunger. I am Sinistar. Run, coward. Run, run, run. I live. Run, coward. Run, run, run. Beware, I am Sinistar. I 
that's good. That I like that. It's a bit mental, but a little bit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and as I've said in past podcasts before, you were around. I think not before you were born, though. That's a long time ago. But before you came <laughs> on the podcast, the Sinistar samples in it always gave me the willies as a kid. Yeah, beware! I live. No, please don't live and eat me. Hom nom 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 nom. Damn, I'm dead again. Right then, you, Mr. Holly, it's all your mm. fault. Let's get on to Featured Game Review. One, two, three, four, this game, right, I chose this. Yeah, you did, didn't you? I had a, had a little go of it and thought it's really good, that. Mm. But it is tough. It is so tough. And it's called Viewpoints by Sammy. Yep. And it's on the Neo Geo hardware because I wanted to do a Neo Geo game because I think it's a great little system. And that is where, that's the end of your decent suggestions. <laughs> and then Viewpoint came along. Mm. Uh, 1992, uh, it's an eight-way isometric shooter with two buttons, uh, shoot and hold down to charge your weapon. And the other one is your bomb. 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 Right. The game is basically as hard as concrete nails. Uh, dipped in formaldehyde and kryptonite mm. with a carbide coating. Mm. <sighs> it's so hard. It's unreal. It is very tricky, which I think is what ruins a very good game. Yes, because it is an actually a very, very good game. Mm. It's an up-screen shooter. Almost, it's a horizontal-orientated monitor, as all Neo Geo games were, but it's sort of up, up the screens, almost like a vertical game, but it's sort of slightly on an angle, so it's sort of an isometric angle. Yeah, it looks. What you immediately think of Zaxxon, or mm. Super Zaxxon. Yeah, um, but you're, when you go up and down, you go into and back out of the screen rather than your altitude going up and down, which is a mm. familiar thing with Zaxxon. Yeah, was that what you're supposed to do when you press up and down? Not a stupid Zaxxon, which I could never get the hang of. <laughs> never got the hang of that game because of the up and down no. altitude. There are six levels to this game, and many enemies coming at you. But the interesting thing about this game, which I quite liked, is the terrain also comes into play. Uh, basically, more stuff to kill you, as it mm. happens. Uh, you can hold down your fire button to charge with a plasma ray, rather like in R-Type, that sort of game. Yeah, you can. Or you just mash the button to death for rapido fire. Mm. But did you use a rapid fire on this, a rapid fire hardware thing? I used auto fire, yeah, because, yeah. and I did say on Twitter, I said, yes. everyone can use auto fire because the amount of bullets it takes to kill anything yeah. is just insane. I didn't use auto fire because uh, I tried to do it on MAME. I think there's, a, there's an option on MAME to use auto fire in some games, but it just thinks when you hold the button down, it thinks you're just charging the weapon up. Yeah. I think you used a different button or something, didn't you, to do I, yours? I mapped two buttons to fire, yeah. Yeah, because you, you are. On the Hori uh, stick. Yeah. On the Hori stick, you've got a auto-fire mode, and you can map it to one button. Oh, okay. And so I mapped fire to two buttons. So the second button, you could just hold down and use your charge shot. Okay. First button, you held down for auto-fire, and then they used a third button for the bomb. So you were quite an advanced cheat then. Mm, not mm. cheating. Mm. But it, I, mm. I, I, mm. After one day, I, put, I laid down the rules. I said, look, I've chose this game. We're going to have to use auto-fire because it's too you've, hard. you've got to go work in the morning. <laughs> and you would still be shooting this guy in the morning. Yeah, basically. Mm. Anyway, you can pick up some nice 1942 kind of wingman quite early on in the game. They sort of these two things that bolt onto the side of you. Yeah, very And they're useful. indestructible as well. You can actually park them over things to kill stuff. Yeah. And when you whack them into the side of the screen, they just make a sort of nasty sort of scrunching noise. 
but they don't get they don't fall away like 1942 wingmen. They don't get killed, mm. and you can fire three bullets at once rather than just one, one yep. either side and your main bullet, which is quite good. Makes things a little easier anyway. But you can also get different coloured bombs that do one of three things when you press your bomb button. Uh, one of them is a wall of fire. Mm. Uh, number two is a centralised groovy purple plasma bomb. That's what I called it. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like a big thing in the middle, and whenever anything goes into it, they sort of kill themselves. And uh, number yeah. three was many missiles that home in on the target. You get like a, a load of missiles come out and they home in on whatever you're shooting at. Yeah. You can also get a nice force field shield. Mm. Uh, but it only saves you from enemy fire, not death by terrain or the actual monsters, the bad guys ramming into you. Mm. It's only the little, the, the sort of little shots they shoot at you. And the it shield changes colour as it depletes, because it does deplete after a while. Yeah. Right then, should we do these one each one? Because they're quite long, these things. This is the description of the levels. Yeah, go on then. Shall I do level one? What it was, before we do the descriptions, is I looked on YouTube uh, for someone who actually completed this game. Uh, because there was no way I was going to complete it. <laughs> I didn't even do level two. Anyway, yeah, you can start off with level one, please. Right, this is level one, industrial area, loads of pop-up cannons, annoying little ships, two, yes, count them, two mini-bosses almost straight away, one after another. Later on, you get a spinny, ringy thing (laughs) where you can blow up the red ships, and then you have to nip in the ring quick, then shoot another red one and get out again. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, that bit, yeah. yeah. Not easy at first, you get flappy doors in the floor that will kill you, as well as massive gears that are trundling along. Flappy doors, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, them rotating things, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then after this, you get to the first boss, which is a big purple firing thing that lobs two plasma shots at you, then a barrage of purple bullets. Do you know what you do with him? Yeah, I've noticed your note on here now. Yeah, you wait till he's attacking. I always make sure I've got one of the red power-ups, yeah. which is a wall of flame. Uh-huh. Right? It's quite a cool effect, isn't it? Yeah, actually, do you know if you collect another power-up? Yeah like a fourth one it knocks the first one off your power-ups do you know what i mean Oh, okay so they like go along in a sequence yeah because when so i watched it... this video uh the long play of this guy completely hardly used any power-up bombs i didn't just didn't use them god yeah i know <laughs> it's mad so yeah as this big creature's attacking you you use the wall of flame and it goes up the screen and as he's backing up if you timed it right, the wall of flame is actually oh, on him. It's him as he's going up, yeah, yeah. All the way up the screen, and you get him straight away. Die okay. straight away. Uh, yeah. I thought the first boss, when I first got into him, uh, he, he rushes at you, and if you stay back all the way, he can't get you. And no. what I was doing, my little tactic, was just shoot and shoot and shoot like crazy, just tapping the fire button. And when he comes towards you, hold down your fire button, plasma ray him, and as he goes away, plasma him again. You can get him after about three plasma hits and a load of fire. Yeah. So I didn't find it too difficult because dodging the bullets is quite easy on that level. It wasn't too difficult, really. Yeah. yeah. But what, another thing that I thought was really good at that level, I forgot to write in, is at one point in the game, uh, there's these like big massive cogs and there's a big wall in your way. And if you shoot the cog, it sort of trundles the door open. It sort of spins around and the wall comes open. Yeah. And you've sort of got to zip through three of these, otherwise you smash into the wall. And then you get loads of other things after. But it's got quite a lot of uh, interaction with the backgrounds. Yeah. As I said, on the flappy doors, and in the floor, there's these doors that flip open, and you've got to sort mm. of manoeuvre your way around them, as well as these gears trundling along these sort of these um, sort of ro- uh, gear rods in the floor. So it's, it's quite interesting how they use the backgrounds as well. So, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it mm. looks brilliant as well. Yeah. Level two is Fishy Sea World. I think that's what they called it. 
There's a really annoying golden dragon eel thing that's dead hard to kill. I killed it once, but I think the idea is just to avoid it. It keeps swimming towards you and ringing round you and getting in the way. And it sort of reminds you of an isometric version of the dragons on Salamander, when they fly out of the floor, the, the flame dragons. Yes, yeah. It sort of reminds you of that, but in the sea and in you know, a 3D sort of thing. Avoid at all costs. And there's loads of... And when you get to a certain part, there's these pop-up blocks that fly out of the floor. And they yes. sort of make a sort of ring around them first before they come up. I kept getting hit by this. I wasn't realising what was underneath me. But when you get to that little area there, there's a big fish on this level that tries to kill you. And he fires out these uh, little exploding fire flames. But what yeah. you do is go in there and go as far into the screen as possible and grab the shield as soon as possible. It really mm. helps you that. Uh, and then you sort of get this mid-level fishy boss. Turn that sucker into fish fingers. <laughs> you don't actually have to kill him, do you? You can get around him and just leave him. Yeah, but I, I do normally kill him. Yeah, I think he's quite. Mm. I think if you, a few hits with your plasma, maybe one of your, your walls of flames or the the you know the bomb buttons, you can get rid of him quite quite quick. And then there's a really horrible boss at the end of the level. This is Krabby Bugger. Yeah, the crab I couldn't kill. The thing is with this, it's really, really unfair. I actually managed to kill him twice. But what you do is you kill him. He fires his pincers at you and you sort of knock his pincers off. And when he's, he's, the crab dies, there's a, like a skeleton thing underneath him, like a sort of robo, robot skeleton. And yeah. he fires these really fast sort of like wide shots at you. And I just kept getting killed by that. That is as far as I got in the game. Well, I, I can sort of beat him not almost every time now, you know. Yeah, I've you got it. used to it. You must have played it a lot. Yeah, the what he fires at you is these sort of... They look like little soap bubbles, don't they? The, yes. the crabby guy. What you've got to do is when the crab guy is... I think he fires his pincers at you, but when when he's sort of firing stuff at you, he fires his little bubbles, and they start off big, like the asteroids and asteroids. As you shoot them, they get two small ones, and then smaller ones, and then they disappear. I find if you just kept shooting your weapon, it was easy to get rid of him. And then mm. just try and, try and aim some big plasma shots at him when he's not shooting these things out at you. See, that's when auto-fire helps. Yeah, Yeah, but I, I, can, I can hit the fire button pretty quick anyway. So I was doing quite well at that bit. But that is as far as I got in the game. Well, I, I saved all my bombs until I'd killed that guy. I just kept hammering him with bullets. Yeah. And then you shoot both his pincers off. In fact, you can kill him but by only shooting one pincer off, you know. Oh, right, okay. And he still dies. Yeah. yeah. But then you get the thing underneath him. Yeah, and then which I... Which is then really I, unfair, I think. I know, it's really quick, and I just try and bomb him, and then I can normally kill him. And then I can get to the third level, and I can get to the boss of the third level, and that's as far as I got. Well, tell us about the third level, then, since you were there. The third level is the garden centre level. Yeah. Yes, you, there's, no, there's no flowers or anything, or... No, just big monstrous things that kill you. Old know. ladies walking around with pots and stuff. It's no, just no. A, a strange garden centre. Loads of bugs... And a foodly doodly, this is yours, this foodly doodly jazzy background music. Yeah. What's, what's, can you give us an example of foodly doodly music? <laughs> yeah, the music in this game is excellent. It's really, really good. Yeah. It's sort of like a ravey type of dancey sort of jazzy background music. Really yeah, good, good. Really the pre- good. Presentation overall is outstanding. Isn't it, it is amazing. Really yeah. good. Crushy spiky walls to avoid and get around. You get all the horrible bugs you can think of. Flies, wasps, caterpillars, and anything else you can think of would ruin a perfectly good picnic. Some of the wiggly beasts can be shot with a single charge shot. The heed. Yep. You then have to man man. What you then have to man man. I up. couldn't work out how to spell maneuver, so I put man over. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. You then have to manoeuvre your way through a wall of bugs to the boss area. You can shoot all them bog- bugs. Yep. 
you can just sort of strafe and get them all. It's okay. a huge, ugly bug. No surprises there. He shields himself with another equally ugly caterpillar while constantly firing at you. You have to knock his head off. So what does he do? He, f- he fires out of his arse at you. Yeah. I didn't get that far. Well, he, got, he got me before he turned his arse around. When I watched the, the video of it, you knock his head off and his head comes off. It's just like a, a sort of hole there. But he turns around and he's got this like, big long tail thing and he fires stuff out of his tail at you as well. Mm. And then he grows another head. That's how hard this flipping game is. You should think you've killed him. No, he comes back and it fires homing missiles at you then. I got to that guy, and there was like another sort of a snaky thing whirling round at the same time, yeah. and loads of them pinky purple bullets. And it yeah. just—I've got to him three times, and it just thrashed me. I know it's just—it's just mad madness. Mm. I mm. think you need about sixty thousand bullets to finish him off. Could be. I'd like to know on this game how many bullets you need for each monster to kill them off. It must be mm. in the thousands. Yeah, and obviously when you shoot a, a plasma bolt at him, it might, it might give you ten hits, perhaps, maybe. Yeah, but there must be some. must be thousands. Because mm. when I watched the video of this, we'll talk about how long the video was. The guy was taking forever to kill it off. It wasn't just a th- you know sort of a, a thirty second to a minute thing. It was way longer than that. And it kind of ruins it, doesn't it? I yeah, think. it sort of puts you off a little bit when you got to go back to the start again because we we never use con- you can continue on the game. Yeah. But we don't use continues, so no. we weren't doing that. Anyway, well, I'll talk about some of the other levels that we didn't ever see. Yes. Uh, level four is the Egyptian Canyon. Lots of tunnels with stuff firing at the wall at you. You go into a building area, you sort of go through a little sort of, um, almost like a little tunnel area, where you get vehicles trying to crush you, and then the boss arena contains a really creepy Skullington head with multi-faces on it, with really creepy eyes. They sort of disturb me a little bit. It flies side to side trying to hit you, and it fires some of the previous smaller enemies from the level out of its mouth at you as well. You only hurt him and score points when his gob's open. So he's got his mouth open, spits up to actually shoot. When you shoot him when he's got his mouth closed, nothing happens to him. So I presume that's why you've got to wait a little while to do this level. You eventually knock his faces off one by one, so it takes a while knocking each I think he's got four faces. When you get to the last one, he has these, these like a wall of shields come round him, with a weird rabbit face on. Oh dear. I'm not making this up. It's odd. And then the spinning rabbit faces like come at you and they spin at you as well. It's just obligatory bullet curtain has always been fired at you too. Easy. Mm. No mm. problem at all. It's like the bad guys in Marching Maze. I played through that just to see them and some of the bosses were just... I know the subject matter's weird being Alice in Wonderland, but they yeah, were but just... it's also isometric, isn't it? So it does. Yeah. It has got similarities to this game in a way. That a weird ins- kind of way. Yeah. Crazy bosses. Crazy. Mm. Level five. Fiery Lake of Hell. Hell! Fiery rainbows fly out of the fiery river. So look out for the splash before it gushes out. Move around a lot and don't get hit by the fiery rainbows. There's lots of man-oovering here. Indeed. <laughs> it gets really stupid now. You get the bosses from level one to four, do you? Yeah, one, one after, after another. It's so just you get silly. The first, you get the first purple firing boss at you. Then you get Mr. Krabby and his Skullington underneath. Yeah. Then you get uh, the bug guy again. Uh, and then you get the, the skull head again. And then you get a new boss at the end of that. One after the other. I reckon if they made the bosses easier, oh. it would be quite a short game. Yeah, it is absolutely madness. I wonder if they've made it so hard because there's not that much of the level 
six levels you can do yeah, I think the, you do the main part of a level in about a minute two minutes maybe yeah it's it's the boss level to take a while I think yeah on the later ones they do take a long long time to get rid of yeah but this guy while firing at you the, 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 the last boss he fires a zillion other things at you as well taps coconuts jelly occasional monkey <laughs> well maybe just firing bullets but he does fire just everything the screen is full and you've got to manoeuvre around while still trying to shoot at him as well. Oh, it's so hard. Level uh-huh. six, right? This is like this is the last level. It's like it looks like a sign of factory level. Right. Obviously where they make all the bullets, I presume. Busy level. More bullets you get in all the cave games put together are fired at you. <laughs> Everything on this level is designed to kill you in the most horrible way. Rolly things that split into evil lightning producing monstrosities. More tanks and a million pro gears and ridings put together. I saw from the video, if you pick up the yellow stars here, because you get like a, a points bonus for picking up yellow stars, you don't see them very often, though. Uh, mm. Did you ever see some of them? I think I, I saw one or two and got like 500 points for them. Yeah, not a lot of points, yeah. But later on, they're worth 81,650. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but it actually comes up. You know when you hit it, it normally says 500, 1,000, 2,000. 81,650. Why not 50,000 or 100,000? Oh, weird. I'm not sure. There must be something to do. I don't know. It must have some relevance. Mm. But the boss on this, the last level boss, is a big green crawly thing. It lobs out, can you guess? Projectiles and homing death things. Yeah. That's what it lobs at you. After about a week or two firing at it, its arms and then the head will fall off. It then gets proper angry. And I've put here, effing hell. <laughs> lobs out firewalls that follow you. Oh, my word. Yellow homing pods from one of the early levels and green mines all at the same time. Not just one wow. after the other, all at the same time. Give it a rest, will you, lads? So you fire at it for about a week, right? Yeah. Honestly, a long time. I watched this all the way through it a long time, like minutes yeah. on end. It then turns into this brain thing with Skullington stuck into it. The boss in this looks like something out of Alien Syndrome. It's like a sort of skull, sort of like a brain thing with things popping out of it. And it wouldn't look out of place in Splatterhouse or Sky Cursor. It's a horrible-looking yeah. thing. Ugh. And there's mega ravey Davy gravy dance music going out at you. Mm. And the, it lobs these purple lumps that all fire lasers at you as well. Oh, my word. And while the Skullington brain bugger chills out of the back, he just hangs out of the back, all these other things are trying to get you. And when they event, the guy eventually killed this world of hate and bullets, you get a properly poor cutscene of the planet you've been on, because I presume you're on a planet, exploding and you get sort of and then all you get at the end is an isometric sort of scrolly message with all the design team's names on it that's it oh that's a shame after all the effort they put into the graphics this this video i watched right of the guy completing the game on one life he didn't lose a life mind wow no continues no lives lost 47 minutes it took him to do this game Mm. absolutely crazy so it's possibly say Say if each level's two minutes, so you've got 12 minutes of levels and 35 minutes of, of killing boss, bosses. boss yeah. battles. Yeah. You've got to remember, one of them's got five bosses on the level. Yeah. It does one wow. to four and then... But it does make us feel very, very deeply inadequate at playing games when you watch this guy mm. play. And it, you, you can tell that he's not used like an infinite lives or turned the, you know, the hit detection off or anything like that because you can see him dodging stuff and nothing hits him. He's just a really good player. Absolutely yeah. crazy game. It's just as hard as Satan's balls. Really hard. And Horrible think, game, but lovely as well. Yeah. I think that's what 
ruins the game. It does. It is too difficult, I think. Yeah, that I think it could be that it would be quite short if it was easy. Yeah, what we could do is make the levels a little bit longer, maybe just a few more. You know, yeah, bad guys coming at you or whatever, or maybe loop it and loop it. You know, when you yeah, when carry you do the game, loop finish. it with a harder level, maybe. Because yeah. the weird thing about Neo Geo on the hardware, because it's a little motherboard and a cartridge normally, uh, you can set it all on on MAME as well. But there's one to eight difficulty settings, and by standard, it's on four, which is medium. Yeah, and that's what this game's on. I'd hate to think if, it, if it, there was a hard level to this game, It'd be bonkers. Mm. You probably get like half a life to do the game in or something. I didn't Did see you... that in Mame where you could change difficulty. Yeah, yeah, it's it... difficulty. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because on oh. Mame, on sort of on the Neo Geo hardware, when you put the there's a dip switch setting to get into the settings menu, and it's low, you can test the sound and the graphics and the color and all this sort of stuff, and you can set. The difficulty level on it, and also you know the coin settings and all that sort of stuff. But there's definitely difficulty settings on it. Right. Standard is four. Right. So, did you find any secrets, play tips, maybe this game? No, the only play tip I I learnt really was just to learn the game. That's that's I could sail through the first two levels in the end. Oh, really? You could get the crab and his his underling as well. It, that's the bit I struggled at. That yeah, put me I, off. I, when I got to that, I actually killed the crab, and then I thought, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. No, there's another guy underneath me. Sod this, turn it off. I'd had enough by then. It's I was getting to the point where I could, I knew where to move on the screen when the baddies were coming. I did play it quite a lot, actually. I did try and... I had, it was a little bit addictive at first. I thought, oh, there must be something to this game. must be able to sort of learn it. And I did a little bit. Yeah. But I just found it insanely difficult for, for all the wrong reasons. And mm. it's, it's not the thing where you can... Oh, I can get better at it. I can get better at it. I don't think you can. It's just... It's just constantly difficult and it takes quite a long time to do the, the bosses as well it's not just a quick oh, I've got there I'll just kill the boss off in a minute you sort yeah. of you eventually get there and if you do get killed there's only sort of like why is it one checkpoint in the game so you go back to halfway or to the very start of the game of the, yeah, the level like, maybe two maybe two and I know that's a pet hate of yours and it is becoming yeah. one of mine where you don't start exactly where you died you know you start mm. quite a way back and you've got to go through a, load, a ton of horrible things again you've just gone through so yeah. that really bugs, it puts me off a little bit, that sort of thing. But the only thing I could think of to sort of tell our listeners, you know, if you want to sort of get into this game, is just grab everything. Grab all the coloured letter bombs you can get and, and use them regularly. Don't save them for a hard bit, use them when you have to use them. Yeah. And the fire one, actually, if you've got a load of bullets coming at you, it will clear the way, or the fire will get rid of all the bullets as well. That's the best one, I think. So that, yeah, it's, that's got a sort of get out of uh, jail free card, that one, isn't it? If you're just yeah. about to get hit by something, just hit that button. And get the yellow stars as well. But, I mean, early on in the levels, they're not worth a lot of money. But later on, they're worth like 81,650 points for some reason. Do you know, I've listened to a podcast recently, and they were talking about a bonus that you get in certain, in some Namco games, I think. And it was some stupid thing like 8592. It's 7650, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. And it's something to do with Japanese... Yeah, I think it's on no quarter. Is it's it? to do yeah. with, I think if you, you times the numbers by themselves in Japanese, it sounds like na am ko that's So if it. you times na yeah. by a by ko, it sounds like Namco, and that's why they did it. I think it's 7650. It could be somewhat similar with this, couldn't it? 81650 could be something in maybe Japanese. It's maybe it's could... Sammy. Yeah. Well, that would make sense, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting you've worked that out. Yeah, I think that mm. might be it. 
And also, you get different bonuses for killing the bosses that change. You only get like about six and a half thousand points for killing a boss. And I noticed it changes. I think if you take longer to kill the boss, you get more points because you've survived longer. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah you do get... Because I remember the first time I killed the first boss, I think I got five and a half thousand, which is not really a bonus, is it? Rubbish. No. And then later on, I got six and a half thousand. I think I got seven thousand once. So I was like, hey, what's going on here? So I don't know. Yeah. If you if I complete level one, I normally got thirty four to thirty six thousand. If you die halfway through level one and then have to do the bit again, yeah. you're on like fifty five thousand by the time you finish level one. Yeah, yeah, you do get quite a few points if you go back. But another thing I said, I said, and I noticed this guy was doing on on the playthrough video is to charge up the weapon to kill stuff off quickly. So if you hold mm. your button down and hold it and wait, and then you fire it, it actually goes through more than one one bad guy at once. Yeah, and some of the bigger bad guys, because um, there's some there's some quite well animated bad guys, the mid, the medium ones. There's like the um, there's one on the industrial level where there's sort of like big mechanized slinkies coming towards you. Yeah, and if you hit them with one big plasma shot, it kills them off straight away. And there's these weird plants that sort of crane over, they shoot a plasma bomb at you, and they get yeah. killed one hit as well on these things. So it's quite good to uh, to use a plasma to kill off things quickly. But it does take a little while, out like in our type or any other game where you've got a plasma to charge up before you release it. Yeah. But other than mm. that, you've just got to be a god at games to play this game properly. And yeah. I'm not. I'm not even a queen or a king <laughs> at games. Yeah, it's a lot of pre-knowledge, I think, of the levels helps a lot. Yeah, but it, it, there's so much stuff flying at you. It's I think mm. it's unplayable. I mean, the first level, I got to do the first level without losing life quite easily. Yeah. And I could sort of get most of the way through the second level on that stupid yellow fishy thing ploughing into me every five seconds. I bombed that. <laughs> oh, it's an idiot. I was doing quite well at it, but, I mean, the later levels, I was looking at it, just shaking my head, going, this is insane. This is stupid. There's no way I could do that. But the actual game itself, the really nice graphics, it's sort of 16-bit era, Neo mm. Geo graphics, it, it works really well on the isometric, doesn't it? it they're outstanding graphics. They're yeah, they're really, really nice graphics, really colourful well animated, the backgrounds move around, you can interact with certain things, you can shoot stuff in the backgrounds and things kill you in the backgrounds. And there's all sorts of weird and wonderful bad guys and they're just really, really nice to look at. Yeah, everything either rotates or spins or yeah. everybody's got some fluent animation to it. Did you notice a little bit or... of slowdown every now and again? Yeah, that's welcome slowdown. Yeah, when there's game, a lot yeah. on the screen, you need a bit of slowdown. But I think it's, it's, yeah. it's limitations of the hardware, the 16-bit hardware. Yeah. But there is a lot on the screen. You know, you can't fault it for that. You really can't. Yeah, the music and the oh, graphics. the music was amazing. Absolutely excellent. Yeah. You know, when I played the game, I was actually, when it first starts, I was, it's actually a, a sample from a well-known song. I can't recall which one it is now. But I was doing the one, two, three, four, hit it! <laughs> yeah. At the start, every time I played it. I just couldn't not do that. It was brilliant. I was speaking to someone at Arcade Club last night and I mentioned the game and he said that. He went, one, two, three. That's what he remembers from it. Yep, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And it's sort of like the, the music on the first level sort of reminded me a little bit of um, Streets of Rage on the Mega Drive, which is also yeah. a very well-known game for, for excellent sounds. Mm. And it, I, remember, I wonder if it's the same composer because he's a very famous composer of music. I don't know. Right. Maybe yeah, I'll look at my birthday book might be able to find him. Yeah, good mm. do. do. So the cabinet art, none. None at all. Because no. it was a Neo Geo game, it was always as a kit, a cartridge kit, and maybe you've got a little marquee to put on the machine. And the Neo Geo cabs are ugly. 
horrible looking things. Mm. The Americans like, yeah. got a small version, which is quite a cute little cabaret version of it. But the UK ones made by Electric One, I don't like the UK ones at all, the Neo Geos. They're horrible big red things. They have a big massive marquee kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because it was usually there was a four or a six slot Neo Geo motherboard in there. You can put four or six cartridges in at a time and choose the different yeah. games. They had these little mini marquees, and there was a space at the top for four or six of them at a time. Yeah. So you, it's quite good you could put different games in there, but I don't think much of the, the cabs at all, really. No. Talking of Neo Geo cabs, have you seen or heard the Keith Apicary video of the Neo Geo song? I have now, you've sent it to me, yeah. You do realise it's a stupid parody. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen Keith Apicary before in some of his... Is uh, messing around videos. I haven't. That's the first time I've seen him. I know, I know it's silly, yeah. When you finished here, have a look at some of the stuff he did at E3 one, one year. I think it was E3 or California Extreme, I can't remember. It was him just messing around and people just do not know what to make of him. He's an absolute <laughs> idiot, but he's a very funny idiot as well. He's a proper <laughs> nerd. I've put the, uh, the YouTube link for that on our website as well. Now, there were a few, a very few uh, ports of this. Uh, FM Towns Marty, which is a Japanese machine. The Mega Drive got a version of this. Mm, uh, Neo, Neo Geo CD for the AES home version. PlayStation got a version. So did Saturn, but I don't think the Saturn version ever came out. Right. And the Sharp 68,000, X68000 computer in Japan got it as well. I've been told the Mega Drive version is quite a cut-down version of this, and it's a little bit slower. It's not as many crazy bosses and stuff on it. So mm. that might be the version to play. If you really mm-hmm. want to play this game and not be just killed in five seconds. Let's have a look at that, yeah. There was also uh, Viewpoint 2064 was planned to be released on Nintendo 64 in 1998, but Sammy Corporation had development issues and it was cancelled, unfortunately. Right. That might have been quite good on the N64. Right. Shall we get to the point of the scoring? The point of the score, the score of the points. Yes. Uh, quite a few of the people that... Uh play with us on Twitter, they had the same reaction that we did. What, they chickened out, you mean? There wasn't as many on this week's as last no, week's, is there? Ian Cullen, right, he, he put a picture of the screen with his sticking his visa put the actual game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he was that frustrated. He was giving it the fingers, wasn't he? And it does get you like that. You've put in it underlined again. I think you're a bit guilty about this. Autofire was allowed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, okay. I, I didn't use it, but I didn't think I missed out by not using it. Oh, I, I think I needed it, especially on the boss with the claws. Yeah. Because you don't... Well, I didn't really get time to charge up my plasma shot that much because I was shooting all the... The bubbles, bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, I just kept firing at him with normal fire, and that's what the yeah. guy on the video did as well. Yeah. And I just keep firing at him until he just goes away. Um, but I, I don't believe if I used auto-fire, I would have got any better in the game. So there's no loss here. There's no... You know, you didn't have a, an advantage at all, I don't think. I think it was just exactly the same, to be honest with you. I use it quite often on games now if I'm playing at home, just because it's more enjoyable for me, auto-fire, yeah. on something like Truxton or something, you know. But there's games like Star Force. I like pounding that button. Because, mm. I mean, when we, we, we yeah. played at um, Arcade Club, there was, it was an arcade game, there was no auto-fire on it. And I mm. just got into it. You just, Especially if you've got a leaf button, which is quite a, a soft touch anyway, and you can hit them quite quickly. Yeah, the so, cap they've got it in now has got a, yeah an excellent springy button, so yeah, it is good. That's exactly it is what good. you want. So, top of the pile is... You! Me! We've won one, Vic. You have. 233,900. 
The, That's a good score. It's double my score easily. The 10 pence arcaders have actually won something after being thrashed for at least two months by all the Twitter guys. Do you know what? In brackets, I think one of us will win next week. <laughs> oh, sorry, in two weeks' time. Yeah, uh, let's go for so a double So Ian header. Cullen uh, is next with 114,700. And in Zipper, 108,510. And in me, with a paltry 101,840. But I'm happy to get over 100,000. That was my goal, and I did it, so I'm happy with that. Yeah. And in madsd.com, 75,000, which is still a good score, I think. Yeah. A very difficult game. Actually, what would you rate this game out of 10? What would ooh, you give it 10? out of 10? Yeah. I'd give it... Ooh. Mm. Can I use subcategories? No. I'll give it four then. Would you? Yeah, because it's just too difficult. It ruins mm. the game. If yeah. you said to me, graphics, I'll give it nine. Music, I'll give it nine. The difficulty, I'll give it one, because it's just too damn difficult. Yeah, same I, I really like the game, but it's just so insane. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I, I, and the thing is, as well, you probably could beat the game in about a month or so with continuous play if you continued. And you put about £87 worth in there. Yeah. But I don't like continuing on games. Even if I'm playing at home, I don't like to continue a game. Mm. I think it's pointless. I'd rather rather watch a video of someone else doing it. I think it's more enjoyable to watch someone else do it. Because I just wouldn't want to just complete ploughing money into it. I don't really like playing games like that. Yeah, because all the games we play are score-based, aren't they? And you're ruining the score if you continue. And it's also a massive, a massive high if you can actually complete a game with one credit. Yeah, I can, I can do a few, not many, or I can loop a game with one credit, but not many. So when I find one that I can do, I get really enthused that I can do something. But this game, not in a month of Sundays, mate. Not in a mm. month. Not in 500 months of Sundays. Yeah, I got to level three and I thought, no, I'm not continuing now when I got to that boss. It, you could do it, like you said, if you just practiced and practiced, but mm. in the end, is it worth it? I really got put off because at first I thought, oh, this is insane. I'll give you a load of grief over it. I said, Mr. Holly, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Go out in the back and nerf yourself in the eye right now with a nerf gun. <sighs> but I sort of persevered a bit and I thought, oh, actually, it is doable. It's quite difficult. You've got to remember to go in a certain place, whatever. And also, I had, I had Waff have a go of it. I said, mm-hmm. look, look what these idiots made me play. And I, I, I play it. <laughs> and she got to, you know, you know this first, the first sort of two mini bosses you get where the big thing comes at you and fires the plasmas? Yeah. She went round it. Uh-huh. I didn't think you could do that. I thought you had to kill it to get rid of it, but it, it just sort of goes by you and you just leave it and you ignore it. It's the same as that gold fishy thing, that sort of uh, eel thing that comes in on level two. You can yeah. just ignore it and it goes away. Yeah, you just got to dodge. Yeah, yeah. just got to uh-huh. dodge it. So she worked, worked that one out on her own. So anyway, that's that game out of the way. Too difficult by half. Can I give it my score? Go on. I would go six out of ten. Six? Yeah. I'll allow that. You were better at it than me. So... Let's get that one out of the way. Let's get on to a more serene part of the podcast. The art of side art. Of side art. Oh, look, it's an Atari game. Surprise, surprise. And it wasn't <laughs> my choice this time. It's yours, Mr. Holly. Tell us what it is. It's Gravitar. Yep. Hard as nails game. Don't like the game because it's, it's... Talking of hard games, this is monster hard. Is it? Do you know what? I've never hardly played it. You'll play it for one second and go, no. Mm. It's a it's a color vector game, so it's beautiful straight away. Being a color vector, they all are. Yeah. But we're looking at this cab here now, and it is full on side art, like we like from these old Atari games. Gorgeous. It's a white sided cabinet, 
but it's nearly all taken up on the side by artwork. It's got like red, orange and yellow stripes around it. It's got blue and white spaceships. It's got a big explosion going on on the sort of terrain. Oh, it's, it's lovely. It's got beautiful colours on it. And you've got a, a huge um, marquee on the top there with Gravatar in sort of 3D perspective coming out the ground letters. Yeah. I'm a font nerd. I really like that. And you've got Atari on the side of it and some bits and bobs around it. But the control panel is really nice as well. It's got the same kind of controls as Asteroids and uh, mm. Space Jewels. You've got rotate left, rotate right on yellow buttons. You've got a thrust on a yellow button, uh, a tractor beam stroke shield on a yellow button, which is where your thumb, your right thumb is. And you've got yeah. a white fire button. So it's the same kind of controls. But I think the way they've set the controls out looks a bit more comfortable than Asteroids, if you ask me. Because you can get to that tractor shield button a lot easier with your thumb. Yeah, you've got to have big hands, though. You'd be all right for that. I'd be okay with that one. I've got quite yeah. big hands. And you've also got the little cone buttons on the left-hand side. But the, yeah. the control panel is similar to um, Black Widow. It's the same sort of thickness. I think you can you can retrofit this with the Black Widow kit. Right. So you just change the panel over, and the, obviously Black Widow's two joysticks. But this panel is all really sort of... It's got these like almost like computer keys on it, sort of old-school computer keys-looking thing on the overlay. It's all red and white and blue and white buttons on it. And there's little sort of graphs and squiggly bits going on in the background. And up the front of the control panel at the, at the back sort of facing you it's got how to play uh, to, how to score points and uh, how to score fuel so it sort of tells you how to play the game on this panel as well mm. absolutely lovely machine quite it rare is. as well apparently quite hard to find machine I don't I think Ol's got one but I've never I don't I don't think I've ever played one in the flesh I've only played it on main but um, Carrington Vanston one of the old co-hosts from No Quarters got one he owns one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got he's got he's got two extra rare cabs. He's got one of these and an original Fix It Felix. Um, yeah. If you if you, I'm not sure which um, it's one of the early podcasts of theirs in the twenties maybe where he picks it up and he gets it by a total fluke. He's the luckiest bloke in the world. Find that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is an awesome looking machine. That. So that's that game anyway. And it was yours for a change. I know we knew, usually do an obligatory Atari one, but they did make the nicest looking cabinets, didn't they? They did. Oh, they did. Oh, yes. Now it's time for releases from this month in history, July. July 2005, going back 10 years, yep. Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Federation <laughs> Federation versus Zaft. That is... Uh, it's a, a snappy title, isn't it? It's a full-on Japanese mouthful. Seed Federation versus Zaft. It's a 3D mech-em-up. Mech, yes. A 3D mech shoot 'em up uh, slash beat 'em up yeah. based on the popular Japanese franchise uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. And I think. There's loads of these games, loads of yeah. games. Yeah. I don't think I've played any of them, to be honest with you. No. I think you need a cabinet because you've got like um, dual control sticks and stuff to play them. I think they're quite uh, odd cabinets to play. Yeah, it looks like a, a, a third person mechanoid shooter. It looks pretty mech-em-up. decent. Mech 'em up. Mech 'em up. Very popular in Japan. July 1995, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. Puzzle Bubble 2 slash Buster Move Again by Taito. Such a cool playable game. Yeah, they're Such all good. Such a cool game. Yeah, really good Puzzle Bubbles. Love those games. Yeah, they managed. even Puzzle Bubble 4 is good. I know I was playing it at the Batcave a few months ago and there's a few different mechanics in it, but it's still brilliant. Uh, the problem I have with 3 and 4, they come on Taito F3 hardware, so I have owned them in the past 4. I think I swapped them with someone is the game is the same game similar. They've got a few little different mechanics, 
But the thing that really puts me off on that game is the backgrounds move. They've got animated backgrounds rather than a static background. Yeah. And it does my head in. Trying to work out where you're trying to fire your bubbles with all the backgrounds are moving as well. I don't like that mecha- that that sort of design to it. Mm. So I didn't really get into three and four, but one and two, brilliant games. Perfect. 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 July nineteen eighty five. This is the golden age. So I've picked three. Certainly. Like is. the so called golden age of video games. Buggy mm-hmm. Boy. Oh yeah. Uh, called Speed Buggy for US release from Tatsumi. Yep, I had this on the 8-bit computers. I loved it on the Commodore 64 and the Spectrum. I did. And I it did. was released I by it. Elite, and it was a really good port, wasn't it? It was. It was excellent. Yeah. I think the, the later computers, the 16-bits, the Atari STs, and the Amiga got a really nice versions of them as well, which were nigh on arcade perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm, they were good. Hang On by Sega was also released in July 85. Classic. Good music, that one. And Russian Attack... Or Lime Bertie. That's what you call it. Green Beret. That is such a good game. Yep, you love, love that because you finished it. I do love that game, me. It's really good. Like really? Konami. Going back 40 years to July 75, I can't find a video release from this month. Okay. I would too. Uh, were you? I was too. Oh, 28. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but it was an exciting time because all the, the market at the time was saturated with these Pong clones. There were hundreds, and they just called them hockey, tennis, and all this, but they're really just Pong clones. But a few new games are coming through from Taito and Atari, like Jet Fighter, which you've got. Yes, I have. That's 75. I'm not sure if it's July or not, but yeah, it's 75. Yeah, I don't think it is July. Yeah, that's uh, Western Gun, which became Gunfight. And then you had your top-down racers like Wheels, which was a version of Speed Race. Yeah. And Atari's own Highway, which had a twisty road. Yeah. So I've gone for a pinball, which I, I knew was July. Okay. And that's Blue Max Pinball from Chicago Coin, biplane fighter-themed pinball. Ooh, I wonder if that's got anything to do with the Atari 8-bit game, Blue Max. Mm, that was, was an isometric thing. Yeah, it? isometric. It was, and you actually had the altitude as well, and you could bomb and shoot. I think it was Commodore 64 Atari may have come out in the Spectrum, but I still love that game on Atari. Really mm. cool little game. Yeah, that'd be a good one for the arcade, I think. It was similar to Zaxxon, but it was sort of more sort of a, a war plane theme going on. Yeah, this is one. You mm. know, Ian Ski said earlier on he's not sure whether he's played it or read about it. Yeah. This is one I don't know if I've played it or seen it in a magazine, Blue Max. Or dreamed it. Or dreamed it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's finalise this podcast. Yes. Next show's game. And who picked it? I'm worried because you've written in here in our notes. It's a new thing for the 10 pence podcast. What, right. what do you mean? It's a new thing. The game that I'm sort of showing off that I'll beat anyone at, and probably won't now have said that, I'll be eating my own hat, <laughs> is the game Kicker, or also known as Shaolin's Road by Konami. How would you say that in Japanese, Vic? Shaolin's Road. <laughs> probably. I don't know. I'll find out next time. I'll tell you. Anyway, I call it Kicker. I've, got yeah. both, I've, got, I've actually got two PCBs of this. I've got Kicker and Shaolin's Road. It's exactly the same game. Different um, title screen, that's it. But the thing that's different for the 10 Pence Arcade podcast is we're not playing it on standard MAME settings. What we're going to do is use Twin Galaxy's Extreme settings. Because Kicker on marathon mode, on the normal level, on level easy with extra lives, you can play it for hours and hours on end. And it just Mm -hmm. would be silly because I'll have one game and that'd be it, even if I can find enough time to play it. So what we're going to do is have the it's it's set on the hardest difficulty. You only get two lives to start with, and you can only pick up one extra life at fifty thousand. That's it. Right. So hardest level setting, 
two lives only to start with, one extra life only at 50,000. That's it. Well, I'm going to get 48,000 then by the sound of it. <laughs> well, the world record is 2 million. So it's, and that would take you nearly two hours to do. Right. So if you get really good at it, it won't be such a long game. Mm. So I think it'd be a little bit, and, and the game really isn't that difficult to play. It's quite easy, actually. Right. And the world record on marathon setting is 46 million. Oh, wow. So you can play it forever. Play it forever, yeah. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to play a game that we can just play forever and I'll get like one game a week in if I can even manage to find that much time spare. I won't. Yeah. But when you play on the hard settings like this, you can have a bit of a blast. It doesn't last too long and it's quite satisfying trying to sort of beat your score. Yeah. So that's it, people. Yeah, Highest it- levels, settings, two lives only, one extra life for 50,000, that's it. Mm-hmm. And unless you've got anything else to say, I have. I'm just going to say thank you to everybody for sending in all their forgotten gems, all these obscure games, and we will go through them all. But it's just going to take some time because yes. I bet we must have got fifty at least suggestions, yeah. and they're really interesting yeah. ones as well. Some excellent ones in there, yeah. So we're going to get a bit of podcast mileage out though. So thank you very much for sending them in, and keep sending them in, yes, because it gives us ideas for future games to review, doesn't it? Yeah, hmm. yeah, which we will get onto, I think. Right, onwards and upwards. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you and hear you and talk to you and think about you in two weeks' time. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Goodbye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.